0: I'm Rick Smith, and I've been here at Bethel since 2016, enjoying this great church on this spectacular place off the northern tip of Door County, Wisconsin. This message comes from our Sunday morning service here on the island, and it's geared towards discovering what the Bible has to say to us in our everyday lives. So God's blessing on you, and thanks for joining with us wherever you are today. Well, earlier today, some of us gathered on the eastern shores of Washington Island, and tempted to see the sunrise. The clouds were a little bit of a hindrance to that. But uh, together as a community of faith from several different churches gathered to give praise to the Lord our God and to remember early in the morning when Mary went. And so we recounted that story of Mary going to the grave and and the concern that she had and running to the disciples and them running back and, and coming back and forth. And 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 reflected upon the things she was going through. The, she's sitting there crying because she doesn't think Jesus is risen. That's not in her in her mindset at all. She's not thinking about that. And then the angels, after the disciples having left and said, yep, you're right, it's empty. <laughs> They took off, though certainly John indicating he believed that and and probably that Jesus had risen and that somehow, however it's supposed to work, that's what happened. But then Mary left there in her weeping and crying. Angels come to her and said, why are you crying? That's a good question, isn't it? I mean, sometimes we think we know why someone is grieving or crying, but it's good f- to have the opportunity to say, and why are you crying? It's, They've taken my Lord away. They've, they, someone's done something with, her, with his body. And, and then she turns and sees someone and assumes it's the gardener, probably the culprit who took the body, and says, Sir, if you've taken him, just tell me, you. I'll bring him back, but tell me where he is. And into that, he says, Mary. And her eyes are opened up. Raboni, teacher, it is you. And and she clasps onto him. So hold on, hold on, okay. <laughs> Don't hold on to me. I got stuff to do still. I've not gone to my father yet. I'm going back to my father and your father. I'm going back to my God and your God. And tell my brothers, the disciples, what you're doing. And, and so earlier this morning, we reflected upon her work in this. And, and then the passage we just read a little bit ago, we, we see the disciples. And, and after Jesus' death, on that Sunday morning, they're still together um, that night. But they're in a locked room. <laughs> Why? Because they are afraid of the Jewish leaders. The same ones who just had a part in killing Jesus they are freaked out about this, and so they're hiding behind this door, and, and Jesus shows up. "Peace be with you." It's like, what are you doing?" And they're overjoyed and they're excited. And, and Jesus breathes on them. Receive the Holy Spirit, indicating to them, you have a part to play now, because as you work with people and talk with them about life and faith and sin and restoration, i 'm entrusting you, the leadership of this church well of the of the eleven who were left, only ten were there. Now, thomas is not around at that point and and i, I don 't know if you can imagine the the scene there it's like Thomas, we saw him it's like thomas is like i 'm not going to be taken in by these guys i don 't know what was going on with them, but um, unless I see all this stuff, unless I can put my hand in, his, in the holes and in the side, uh, I, whatever, guys. And that's his statement. And, and the story goes that it was a week later. Can you picture that week? I mean, we're, 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 we have it in two verses later, right? But I mean, can you imagine a week later? It's like, I, I got something to show you next week. It's like, show me now! I want to see it. What are you talking about? Over the course of the week, I, I'm thinking, he's thinking, yeah, guys, whatever. Where is Jesus? And then a week later comes, and there he is. Peace be with you. And, and again, my skin's jumping out. I'm, those of you who know me know that if you, if you come quickly into the office upstairs, I will jump. And I was like, stop doing that! But Jesus pops in again and says, peace be with you. And, and he says, Thomas... Have a look. And Thomas, out of Thomas's mouth, my Lord and my God. What, pardon me, Thomas, what did you say? <laughs> my Lord and my God. Well, this is the first time that's been said. I mean, there's been intimations about it. Uh, Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that's close, but this is the first one, time anyone says, my Lord and my God. And Jesus says, well, you believe now. That's great. Blessed are those who, who believe without seeing. And, but I like that Thomas is there with his doubting because I, part of it just gives me, again, some recognition that these things happened. There were people who weren't expecting it to happen and it happened and they were even doubting. It's like, whatever, whatever, guys. You saw him, I don't believe you. <laughs> Here I am. Take a look at me. One of the beautiful parts of of this work that Jesus does and, and that he works in our lives is he restores and draws us together towards him and one another. Mary, at one point, had been delivered from seven demons in her. That's what Luke records in his eighth chapter. Thomas well, Thomas was, was kind of all over the map. When Lazarus had died and, and uh, they were headed off to the Lazarus, Thomas is like, Well, let's go there too, and we may die with him. It's like, Okay, that's a little weird. And, and then Jesus, when he's telling them about going to his father's house and preparing a place for them in John chapter 14, he's like, All right, Jesus how do we know where to go? We don't even know where you're going. How can we get We don't know the way. And to which Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. And, and so now Thomas is like, I'm not going to believe. <sighs> I believe. But there's one more story that, that ends up this this gospel of John. And um, Chapter 21 starts after all these things happened. Jesus appeared to them one more time. They w- they went fishing and they're uh, they're out on the the sea and they're they're fishing in the Sea of Galilee or the Sea of Tiberias and they're not catching anything and it's like okay another busted trip here and and someone on the shore says hey you guys catch anything we're like no we haven't caught anything we'll put it on the other the right side of the net and so they do I mean this is this is not an unfamiliar scene for them Jesus has told them things like this before and. And while uh, they hadn't recognized that it was Jesus, it's like, okay, well, let's do it. And, and it says they, they cast it on the side, and they bring so many fish, 153 large fish, which is a lot, right? I mean, if, if they weighed like 10 pounds each, that's like 1,500 pounds of fish. That's a, that's a decent haul. And, and immediately Peter's like, I know what this is all about. and he, I'm not waiting until he jumps in the water, and he swims in to see Jesus. And they gather together, they start having a cookout, and they eat. And and as we pick up the story in John chapter 21, verse 15, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Well, Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and you went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This is the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. The Gospel of John finishes, oh, a full week after Easter, with this interchange between Peter and Jesus. And if you're familiar with Jesus, you have a glimpse of what's going on here. If not, well, the, the Peter is, has been kind of the brash follower of Jesus. He, he jumps in and, and does things that seem good and right on, on numerous occasions, only to not be right. He did at one point say, when Jesus said, who do you say I am? He is the one who said you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus is like, right on. That is exactly right. That's who I am. And you didn't get this from yourselves or from man. You got it from God. You were inspired to, to be able to say that. And, and then moments later when Jesus said, okay, now that you know that, now you know that I am the Christ, here's what must happen to the Christ, to the Son of Man. He must go into Jerusalem. He's going to be captured and beaten and, and killed. And Peter says, no, that will not happen. Not on my watch. There's no way. You can't even talk like that. And it sounds like the right thing, right? Because... This, if this is the Messiah, he is going to conquer and take charge and bring us to a, a good place, get rid of these Romans, and we're going to be a, a community that loves the Lord and are free and independent. And, and Jesus says, yeah, no, that's, that's not my plan. In fact, um, that's, that's the adversary's plan. Get behind me, Satan, he says to him. Ooh, how, how's that for a slap in the face? Jesus... Also, when he was washing his disciples' feet at the Last Supper, Peter says, you're not doing that to me. To which Jesus says, "Uh, Peter, if you don't let me do this, you have no part of me. Because what I'm doing here is demonstrating what leadership in my kingdom is all about. It's not about lifting yourself up, but serving those you're among. To which Peter says, oh, (laughs) then wash everything. Just wash me from head to toe. You almost get the sense, Peter, (laughs) chill out. If you've you've had a bath or a shower, you just really need your feet washed right now. And so Peter washes his feet. But even more pointedly, as they're going on, Jesus says, one of you is going to betray me, and all of you will scatter. And Peter says, never. I will never, ever, 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 ever do that. There's no way. Even if everyone else does, it'll never happen. Jesus says, "Um, before the crock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he did. For Peter, that's got to be lingering, doesn't it? I've done this. And and he spends such a, a bumbling guy all along. You wonder, how is he ever going to get this? How, how, how can God, why did he even choose this guy of all guys? But he chose him. And he failed, and he blundered, and he failed, and he blundered. And, and yet, Jesus comes to him now as they're finishing their, their fish picnic on the beach. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs to start off with. Do you love me? Yes. Feed my sheep. Do you love me again? It's like, okay, now you're just being a jerk. (laughs) You know I love you. Three times he denied. Three times he affirms his love for the Lord. And God entrusts him with teaching people and leading people to know who God is. That's what Jesus does with Peter. He restores him. Peter of all people. Because he saw something and was working with him. A lot of times in our lives we we, we think, I cannot possibly be any use to God. God. I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm whatever your adjective is for saying, it's not me, there's no way God can use me. The answer is, yes, there is. <laughs> All I want from you is your heart and your, your willingness to follow me, to listen to me. The apostle to the apostles in this 20th chapter is Mary, this woman with this sketchy background. But she is the one God chooses to send to the disciples tell them I'm back and tell them where to find me. God uses Thomas, who doubts, but he restores with him too. All of us can be used. You can be used. This last week I was back in Nebraska doing a, a funeral for a friend and uh, just a, a great opportunity to connect with uh, several people along the way. Um, I've told you different stories about some of the people I've known. there. Uh, he, he and I weren't the closest. Um, I, I tried some ways to connect with him but there was not the best connection between us. He was pretty gruff and really uh, oftentimes I wasn't his favorite pastor in the world and, and left kind of on, on those terms with him sometime after I left. Uh, he contracted cancer and uh, was, was going in through treatments and uh, God was doing a work in his life. And as he was going through these cancer treatments, he was going to this center and, and Phelps County is a pretty small county in Nebraska, but there's all these people that are being treated for cancer, and he's like, I didn't know all these people were going through this. And he went through all the treatments that he had, and he got to a place where all he had to do was, on an ongoing basis, take four pills. He'd lost some weight through this, but uh, in general, he was he was doing pretty good. But uh, at some point, they sold their uh, their cattle feed operation, and they moved into the the main town in the county, and. And on every Tuesday and every Thursday, he continued going to the cancer treatment center even after his treatments were over. And he would bring donuts and he would bring muffins and different treats. He would go around talking with people and and just visiting with them and listening to their stories and and even praying with them. Yeah, he was. Well, I did his brother's funeral on Wednesday. Wednesday. And after the funeral, he came up to me and in his, in his very low voice, Rick, I want to tell you, that was the best sermon you've ever preached. And I listened to it and I took it to heart. And he shook my hand and he hugged me. God is using Dean to touch people's lives. And even my life. To show me God does work in, in, in places that we don't think it's likely that he's going to do a work. And God will do a work in you. We are alive. We are free because of what Jesus has done. And ask the worship team to come back for this last song. Well, thanks again for listening. And to learn more about how you can connect with Bethel Community Church, Check out our website at islandbethelchurch.com, or join us for a service Saturday night at six or Sunday morning at ten forty-five. Hope to see you soon. God bless you.